What's going on, folks? It's your host, JT. Um, thank you. I am uh, truly grateful that um, my voice is making its way all the way through space and time, through... Um, the World Wide Web through a Wi-Fi signal. I'm just, I'm just grateful that um, somehow through an operating system my words are being translated through wires and metal computer chips through little tiny speakers and rubber inserts that you have probably p placed in your ears. Um, yeah, it's just really amazing. It's just really cool to think about. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is the first podcast I did. It's extremely sloppy. Um, I recorded it at a hibachi restaurant, so there's like background music, the phone's ringing, you hear tables and chairs banging and sliding in and out. It's, uh, it's pretty rough, but, um, anyway, I'm just, um, I'm just excited to get it going, and, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, my guest is Charles Freeman. He's a, um, he's a pastor out in Durham, and, um, He's just a really cool guy. Like he's just a really cool guy, and um, just genuine, heartfelt. We met. Uh, we met at the same restaurant a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we just had like a really good conversation. And I'm like, dang, I wish I would have recorded that. Like it was just good. We went through so much stuff, and none of it we talk about on this podcast. But. Um, Anyway, it was just a really good conversation, and uh, my brother Josiah told me, he was like, yeah, you probably know some pretty cool people in the art world, you know, that, you know, would make a semi-interesting podcast. That's not what he said, but he was like, yeah, you should do it. And then after we had that conversation, I was like, yo, dang, missed opportunity. But anyway, that's, that uh, just stirred me and provoked me to buy a little condenser mic and uh, just start it. I don't know, my, the things, the artistic things that I'm interested in, they kind of all start with P. It's kind of weird. Um, I don't know if it's just me or if anyone else has that too, but like, I paint, I make pottery, I write poetry, I'm recording a podcast, like, I don't know, I make pour over coffee, like, I don't know what it is about the letter P. Maybe one of you out there has like some prophetic insight on the letter P, but for me right now, I don't. I just know that, um, yeah, a lot of stuff that I'm into starts with P, so that's kind of my letter right now, if that makes sense. But, um, anyway, yeah, so I recorded this Thursday, the 17th of August, and, um, so that was at lunchtime. And, um, yeah, so I went out to lunch with, um, with Charles, you know, like I said, at the hibachi restaurant and, uh, went back to work, went throughout my day and about, about 
five minutes till five, um, my supervisor texts me. She was like, go to the office. Um, Jesus wants to meet with you. And um, hey, Jesus is my, uh, my manager. And then there was another dude, the owner of the, um, the business that I, I worked for. And then another dude um, was in there. But anyway, basically, my job ended that day. Like, it had been kind of going crazy for a little while. Um, I got hired to do event staffing, which is just setting up tables and chairs and stuff. Um, and then, so, they redid the event center. And so, I didn't have any work for like a month. So, they were like, well, go clean the bathrooms. Go sweep this. Go dust that. And um, so, I was doing that for about another month and a half. And then today... They're like, yeah, um, well, the event staffing job isn't going to really be a full-time gig anymore, and we can offer you something else, but, like, we already know that you're not going to take it, so just take some unemployment for a while, and, uh, yeah, so that's how that went, and I'm like, yo, cool, like, I don't know, I didn't really want to be working with, um, who I was working with anyway, and just, uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff kind of got sour with that job, so I kind of felt the tides of change churning, <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, I recorded my first podcast, and on the same day that that happened, um, lost my job, or I say lost it, but really just that door shut, and um, just a, a season for me where I can really press into the art, and um, yeah, that's really the reason why I have time and energy to put into this now. And I just kind of think it's cool how the movement happened. Um, yeah, just the first day that I recorded this, that I, um, yeah, get transitioned out of that job. So I'm pretty stoked. Um, I guess as far as what I'm going to be pursuing, um, I'm a potter. So I make pottery recently. Some critter, some animal decided it would be cool if it um, went into the insulation of my pottery kiln and turned it into a nest or did something. Anyway, I got to rebuild my pottery kiln. And um, yeah, so I got to do that. And then um, I also paint. And um, about last week or was it earlier this week, I got this, um, it's like at least eight by eight. Uh, pull down projector screen so I started this gigantic abstract piece on it I'm really excited about it I ought to post some pictures somewhere but anyway um yeah so I'm I'm gonna be pressing into the art man and I, I, I really um believe that if I treat it like it's a job then um then it'll pay out like I really do like I think if I'm if I'm not casual about it and if I put in work then it'll work for me like if you if you look at any system like if you if you look at any system if you work that system then the system works you get the system to work for you and then that's how I don't know that's just kind of how stuff is but um yeah I'm gonna try to do that I, from what I from what I understand like uh you either live you live your dream or you become a part of someone else's and like I don't know, my job was really easy, but at the same time, like, 
I was starving for a challenge. Or, I don't know, I just wanted more. Like, yeah, I can go here and spend my time here and be basically placated into, like, not really doing anything with my life. But, like, I was just hungry for more. And um, I'm not saying that I'm not going to get another job. I may or may not. I don't know what will happen. It might not. Um, the art stuff might not get rolling as soon as I would like it to. And I might have to get a job. But um, either way, I'm going to just keep trusting God, my uh, step in faith, and just be faithful with, you know, the gifts that, that he's given me. So anyway, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. And um like I said, just be pre-warned. It's kind of rough, but I'm going to get better. And uh, the next location with the next guest, uh, well, I'll try to do a little bit better. If not, you know, you ain't got to listen. If you want to tune in. We we talked about some pretty cool stuff in this one. Um, but yeah, I hope you um, hope you enjoy. I hope you're edified. And I hope it, um, it lifts your spirit. And I just... Um, yeah, I just really hope that um, that you get something out of it.
he looked, he looked, he looked uh, minister, a men's ministry up with the organization called Rites of Passage, which is in the community, in the Durham community, to, to help young men, help young boys grow into men, um, young African Americans grow into men. And, um, so I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Right. Struggle because I was like, man, at first I was like, man, this, this, this program has been around for like 25 years, and sometimes it feels like it's been around for 25 years. <laughs> Everyone's stuck in their ways and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just like, man, why are we doing this? But I gave my own. I've probably given them my email address like about 30 times. Okay. And I used to be like, come on, give y'all my email address. But after a while, I was just like, you know what? The biggest issue is, for some reason, they can't keep keep track of my email address. That's pale in comparison to what's going on in the world around us. It's pale in comparison to speaking into somebody's life and helping see things from a different perspective. So I'm like, here it is. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, I don't mind. It's no big deal. Um, but it used, to, it used to annoy me because I was just like, I was just like nitpicking at everything I saw that was out of order. One of the men that was on our team, <clears throat> I was just complaining one day. He was just like, "Well, at least they're making a difference in the community." And I was immediately convicted. So I was like, "Yeah, here I am, always talking about we need to get in the community. You know, we need to we need to let people see who we are. We need to get involved with the youth." And now here's the opportunity. And instead of me being like being a willing participant, I'm, uh, I'm fighting against the system. You know. With good intention, of course, but still. Yeah, with good intention, but, you know, uh, all things are lawful, but all things are expedient, right? Yeah. Um, um, it's not about being right. It's about being righteous. So, you know, you might know the answers. And, you know, you've, been, you've been through this before, so you know how things should go. But it, it's not the righteous way to respond. You know? So I'm like, yeah. And I kid you not. When I realized, okay, the problem is not the program, it's not the young man I'm working with, it's not the people in the program. The only person I can change is me. Yep. And when I began to change, it's not like the program got any better, but because I was willing to embrace it, things started to change. My relationship with the with the uh, program directors got better because I wasn't I wasn't fighting against the system. Um, started having better conversations with the young man I was mentoring and his parents. And it got so good that's at a point now where they want me to be part of the program as one of the as one of the people helping to lead it going into this new year. So so you know I can help bring about some change. Yeah, because when our when the perspective changes, yeah. everything changes. Everything change? change. Yeah. What's your plan? My plan? What's your plan? What's your plan for Jonathan? See, I'm, um, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to stay. Just stay humble. Just be ready for when for when God does open the door or opportunity presents itself.
you know, for me to do what I actually want to do. And until then, I'm going to just keep working, keep, um, you know, just maintaining. What, what, is it, uh, what is it that he wants you to do that you, that you heard him say that he wants um, just through art, just through art and the creative aspects of really everything. Because I know, you know, everything that that I do, I can I can put myself into it if I care about it, and I can I can affect the way things are done if I have that creativity. And I think, um, yeah, just that, that through. Um, through being a creative person and being myself. Like, I think that's really all God wants anybody to do is just be themselves. Like, to the 100, like, if you are you, that's what God made you to be. And you ain't supposed to, you ain't supposed to try to, to struggle. You ain't supposed to try to be something you're not. You gotta get free from the opinions of everyone else, the opinions of trying to, trying to impress somebody and trying to do what you think people want you to do. And just be who you are. And in that, that brings glory to God because that is the, the image of himself that you're here to reflect. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to stunt or trying to front like you know, just I think that's all God wants to do. Um, but in that, like specifically um, the pottery, I wanna be able to teach teach um, people pottery because there's so many allegories and so many um like physical representations of the gospel or physical representations of like just things we can learn from it you know and it's all parallel and so I want to use that as like a discipleship and then um, painting and writing they're very like therapeutic for people all the way and so just with the writing the writing is also a teaching tool too but more um if I'm sharing that gift and teaching other people how to write, then they can they can kind of figure out what it is inside of them. Because I know when I write, it's like I kind of form ideas, and I'm like, well, what do I really think about that? Yeah. You know, when I'm starting to write about it, it kind of comes out and it's more clearly, and I can articulate it to someone else instead of just being caught in my mind. You know, I can actually pour out and express what's actually there. Uh, I'll say I, I thought about you. Uh, so during our uh, our 15 year wedding anniversary, we decided we wanted to do 15 new things. Right? One thing with this place called uh, Glazed Expectations, and with it, it's in Chapel Hill, but it's like we, we took pottery, painted, and we just we just sat there and. We just, they already had like I guess like all the different different molds out. And we just got to pick which one we wanted. We sat there and we, we painted, and it was. I had no interest in doing it, but you know right now. I was like I only did it because I knew Shoney wanted to do it, and it was something new and different. But as I sat there, I was just like, wow, this really is therapeutic. I mean, for one, it's like I'm sitting down and I'm just like slowing it down. I'm taking it easy. And I'm being challenged. So it's definitely step outside of my my comfort zone and create something. Yeah. And I thought about you because I, I know you, I know you're in the pottery and all that. I don't know if it's along the same lines and all that stuff. 
and just takes care of it, you know? It's the same thing God does with us. It's like, we could just be in the dirt. But he's like, nah, I think I can use, I can yeah, use that. Yeah, I got something I want to do with y'all. I'm going to shake y'all. I'm going to make y'all my likeness in a minute. All y'all going to look different. I'm going to play something different in you. That's, that's good stuff. For sure. Hmm. And you, and you said you have a portable one? Yeah, I got one on the tabletop room, so I can take it and set it up. Mm -hmm. I need to figure out how to get like a generator, or maybe get it run off a battery, mm -hmm. and then just set it up somewhere. Just yeah. make stuff. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Might even call up and let them know. Kind of the hard, the hard thing for me is like I don't know if I've learned it. Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes we just we learn things and they become like a, I guess just like a moral compass. Like you, it's just something that you learned. It's not based on anything. Yeah. It's just somebody said something one time and you just take it and run with it. But like I don't know, promotion, like self promotion <coughs> is just yeah. really hard for me because yeah. it's not like um. That's for most artists. Oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, because it's like. God gave you the gift of the arts. You know, he may not have given you the, the art of, of promoting yourself. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I mean that's just the uh, like I can tell people, I can give people suggestions up and down the block on what they could do. Uh, but if you ask Charles to promote himself, that doesn't happen. You know, it's just like the ideas don't flow for me for myself the same way it may flow. For somebody else, you know. So, it is good. It really is, man. But, uh, but I think you, you have you have so many talents, man. Just from an artistic standpoint alone, that I think you have a lot to offer. You know, um, like I'm thinking right now, like how can we leverage that with 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 our teen and young adult ministry, like I'm trying to, I'm working that out in my head right now because uh, I like, I like the pottery and even how you just, you just broke it down. You just, you just ministered right there. Every aspect. Of, that's only one. That's the that's the first part. Like yeah. I could, I could spend however long talking about the different stuff and make it different, different shapes and like representations and stuff like that. But yeah, it's really cool how. Cause it's really prophetic. Yeah. Cause they get to see it. <laughs> yeah. It's not just like when you're sitting there talking about them. They like see it happen, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. that was just dirt a second ago." Mm -hmm. And they're like, "Oh, well maybe I feel like dirt. Yeah. Maybe I could be something." Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so here's, so here's my, my thing. I'm putting out there to you. Um, what could you do with half an hour? With pottery? Yeah. Um, I could make one pot really slow and break it down and talk about it. You do that in half an hour? I could make I could maybe make two pots in a half an hour, but I'd have to rush through it, but I could make the pot in a half an hour and break the, break it down and talk about it. Okay. Um, be comfortable sitting in front of a bunch of teenagers breaking that down at diesel? Oh, for sure. How much you want for it? 
You tell me, man. You want fit? Huh? You want fit it up? <laughs> I don't know what your church budget is, but 50 is cool, man. Just whatever you can do is good. Okay, I'll be paying you out of my pocket. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Just because our, our, our budget is, has already been sealed for, the, oh, okay. for, for, the, for this event. But, um, like I said, we have, we have so many uh, sessions where there's, there's downtime and a lot of it's activity-based. Um, but I like, I like what with the potter. I mean, it just falls in line with what, we, what we're ministering to about being diesel is, is identifying who they are and knowing who they are, you know, and what God can do in their lives. You know, and that even though here's God and He created all of us and He loves all of us, but He placed something intricate each and every one of us, you know, so that, that DNA, like how we can look at our, our hand and, and the code is different from everybody else, you know, that, that God gave us something specific, you know, which means that he spent his time meticulously each and every one of us for a specific purpose, and I, I, I think uh, if you're able to present that, and I, you're talking about it at the same time, Creating something, I, I think it'll, I think it'll definitely bless them, and it also just open their eyes to see that there are different ways to, for one, talk about the power of God, uh, but, but there's also different avenues that they can pursue in life apart from what we, what they use, what they just see the music going on around. You know, because there's, there's, there's a lot of people who are very creative. But that creativity is not really encouraged unless they go to like an art school. You know, so, but not everybody's gonna go to art school if they realize that they're artistic. So, so that's what I say. If you're interested, I'll carve, I'll, I'll carve out 30 minutes for you. Bless the young people. If your schedule permits on that Saturday, so I'm coming to the last minute. But, um, yeah, I think another thing, like just, not just kids, but like people in general, like our culture has become like, I don't know, it's like everything's a stamp, you know, it's like everything is just kind of the same, like you buy 20 plates from Walmart and they're all exactly the same, you know what I'm saying? Or coffee, like a lot of people are getting into like getting away from the Folgers and getting away from like your Cafe Bustello or whatever and they're getting into more craft co uh, coffee yeah. and artesian coffee or yeah. um, anything. I think that since everything is so formulated and everything is so like, yeah, just kind of put into a box, people are like, you know, I, yeah, maybe I have to pay a little bit more, but I want something that's unique, you know? And um, with the kids, like, so they they see they see everything around them and maybe they want to control their uh, their circumstances to be like um, you know what they what they think it should look like because it's a system of reward if they do what people around them are telling them to do like what everyone wants from them but they're like also at the same time an individual 
you know what I'm saying? And they have to, they're going to realize when they're 18 that even though they've been trying, either trying to do what people want them to do or not trying, like, and just being rebellious and trying to be who they think they want to be, but it's all form. It's all form, either whether it's a good influence or a bad influence, but they can't, they can't really see who they're supposed to be because, I don't know, it's just, it's that same thing, just one control. And, um, well, yeah, man, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to, um, to show that it's, it's messy, yeah. and it ain't pretty all the time, yeah. and it hurts sometimes, but, like, becoming who you are as a, a vessel of honor, I mean, yeah, you're not going to be the same as everyone else, man, but you're going to be what you're supposed to be, you know, and that's all you can be, yeah. if you ain't, if you ain't supposed to to do what everyone else is doing. Like, you can... I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to, to show people that they can, they're can. they free to be themselves. Like, just yeah. give them permission to be like, you can you can be yourself. You can be a kid again because when we were kids, the first time, we were just playing, right? And then our mom or our dad had like a super rough day at work, right? Yeah. And then we did something, and we were just playing. Like we picked up, we picked up something off the counter, you know. And that's when it happened. Yeah. Innocence was taken. Your mom said, "Put that, that." You know what I'm saying? Maybe you got popped upside the head or something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that freeing experience, or that you were free before that. But then when, when that discipline happened, when you were just being a kid, man, like you were just being a kid, like you weren't mean to do anything harmful, mm -hmm. and. Even the parent isn't trying to be hurtful, but they're just trying to bring correction. But like at that moment, someone that you trusted hurts you for something that you they thought was bad. When the person that it happened to, they didn't think it was bad at all. So it's like I don't know, man. It's it's just really difficult because we have all these all these programs. You know, it talks about renewing our mind. So we gotta like go in and reprogram our mind to be like you can like you can be free but I went I went and said all that to say like um, so the system of rewards and punishments so if we do good we get a reward right and we become addicted to that reward we become we're taught as children to become addicted to the praise of men so we gotta unlearn that that's not healthy behavior because people are gonna let you down epically yeah. and then so we learn punishment the system of punishment if I don't do what I'm supposed to do then I don't get that reward and that's what I really want so yeah. it's this process of like domestication and like forming people into this this structure when like really like no you're allowed to be yourself like you're supposed to be you're supposed to be different you're supposed to be another uh line on the fingerprint of God's gigantic hand. Like, you're supposed to be that. And, I don't know, we talk, we teach everyone to be themselves, because what did you say earlier? You were like, I might be wrong. So we might be teaching people wrong. I look back, I know that I taught people wrong. So many people are wrong stuff. You learn as you go on. And even sometimes, sometimes doing the wrong thing is, it's, it's a learning. You learn something from it. 
you know, like uh, John Maxwell says, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. So even when you fall short, you still learn something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's experience. You know, but then after, one of the benefits of, of not having experience is wisdom. You know, you grab all the wisdom. I don't have to experience everything because I applied what somebody else did. Yeah. That's what, and that's, that's a lot of it right there. Yeah, so uh, I think you, you, you've, uh, in, your, in your young age, you look like 24. 26. 26. Look, I get hooked up. But in your youthfulness, you've learned a lot of stuff already. That uh, that most people uh, walk in the fear that you talked about because they've you know, been scolded for one reason or another, or somebody told them they couldn't do it, so they didn't go for it. Yeah, or they were told they were bad at it. Yeah, they were horrible at this, and so they just they didn't really go for more. Yeah. Uh, and so you have that's that. I mean, that's the thing about. It teaching people is, is you're imparting wisdom into them. And so you're sharing with them, this is what I've learned, and this is what I want to get here. So, I think it's important to like be able to teach, but not like teach that this is it, like this yeah. is solid, 100%, the right way. It's like, this is what I, my understanding of it thus far. Because yeah. yeah. nothing is like a complete thing. Yeah. Let me what I've learned. You know, not, not not saying, hey, this is the this is the end all be all. Exactly. Now, so what I what I put out there to you about these, or what are, what what are you what are you hearing from that? What I come out, set up the pottery wheel, talk to the kids, and give them a visual representation for thirty minutes. So, <laughs> so smart. Now, is that is that all? Is that 